welcome back to Talk Silky to Me. I'm Nat, one of your hosts, and I'm joined by brother... What's your name? Yaga, Yaga, Yaga. Yaga, Yaga. Yaga, yo, people. What it do, what it do, what it do? Brother Silky is in the building. Uh, everybody already knows that I'm an oxtail firing. Anybody who doesn't know what that is, that means I love oxtail. So hell to the tail and all of that. Chip, chip, pip, pip, and all of that. Um, You're so extra. <laughs> so, Nat, what's your IG? Let's start that off. What's your IG, Nat? Are you are you sending me out on a date this week? No? Okay. Um, let's, so the- let's not start this, okay? This is okay, a new okay. week. We're going to do okay. things differently. Yeah. All right, man. Okay, so my Instagram is Buddy. N-A-T-T-I-I-B-U-D-D-Y. And what's yours? Mine is Brother Silk A, B-R-U-T-H-A-S-I-L-K-A-A-A-Y. Because I like extra gravy on my oxtail. That's all. That's it. Listen, so, Nate, let's let's start off with what people really want to know. Did you go on a date this week? No, man. No, no. Why not? What, what happened? Should I really honestly answer this authentically? Uh, well, well, we don't want you to lie. Yeah. What happened? I feel like I need to lie for my people. No, we're we not lying on this show. Go ahead. What happened? <sighs> they all ran away from me. I believe that. <laughs> I believe it. No, honestly, I don't know. I'm not, I didn't go on any dates today but or this week, but it's getting nice outside. So anybody wants to go on a date with Natty G, just hit me up at Natty Again, Buddy people, I'm Oxygena. I'm, uh, I'm uh, auctioning off uh, Natty G. Anybody wants to hit her up, hit my IG. Uh, the going price at this point in time is $1.50. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> That's all I'm worth, $1.50? Hey, listen, sometimes coffee is, you know. Uh, wait, how much is coffee? <laughs> how Are we back to this now? <laughs> how much is coffee? How much is coffee anyway? Where we at? I believe a large is two dollars. Uh, we so. we starting off at two dollars, people. Two dollars. You're disgusting. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right, people. Hey, so this Whatever, this man. week this week's gonna be kind of funny, man, because uh, what to do? What's happening this week? We're doing it a little different here, people. Um, Brother Silke isn't gonna be the only voice of reason this week. Ooh, he, I'm so excited. Are you, are you, are you? I'm, I'm super excited. I love this. This week's show, people, uh, we are calling it Creating a Better You. Um, we will focus on mental wellness, getting you to be a better you and all of that and feeling good. And this week we brought in some heavy hitters. Uh, there is a company called Kale. And they are beautiful sisters out there uh, by the names of Sasha and Leslie. Let's welcome them to the show, people. Welcome, Sasha, Leslie. Hello. hello. Thank, thank you. Thank you. For you. Thanks for having us. Leslie, how you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Good, good. Hey, listen, the, the name Kale um, is it, unique. What does that mean? Uh, what do you guys do? Let the... Uh, the listeners understand where y'all are coming from. So Kale is the Zulu word for well, right? And um, basically we went with something that had a uh, Afrocentric feel, obviously, because we are two black women and the company is geared towards black and racialized people who have 
historically and disproportionately faced barriers to accessing mental health services. Um, we also do workshops and trainings um, around anti-Black racism and anti-oppression. And so we want there to be no mistake when we walk into a room what our name means and what we stand for. Lovely. I love that. Sasha, welcome, welcome. So uh, tell the listeners where you guys are located and a little bit of uh, the type of, do I say therapy that you guys do? Is it therapy? Thank you for having us. Um, So like Leslie said, we do offer therapy, individual, uh, family, and couples therapy. Um, But we also do workshops. So workshops, trainings for organizations. Um, so that's also a piece of it. For the individual, where we're located, um, right now, because of the pandemic, you know, everything is virtual. So we're doing virtual services. Uh, and what's your website? Oh, our website is www.calatcs.com. I'll spell it for people. www.kahle tcs.com okay okay do you guys have a social media uh site not on twitter we do have we do have an ig which is uh kale.tcs bless am i right you're right and uh we also have a uh, facebook page um so you go into facebook and it's kale therapy and consulting services sounds good sounds good sounds good thank you guys so much for coming on the show man Listen, a lot of people have been dying to get you guys on because, uh, especially during these times, the pandemic, it has been hard for a lot of people, hard for our brothers and sisters, our melanated warriors that are out there. With you ladies being here, grassroots, and I mean that, uh, listeners, grassroots are companies that are smaller that deal directly with the clientele, which is you. Not such a huge company that they forget about us little people, but they're able to work with us one-on-one. They're Afrocentric people, so these are the type of people and companies that we need to work with us because they look like us and they understand us. Um, Right now, during the pandemic, ladies, a lot of trauma has been happening, and I understand that there's a piece to your company that deals directly with trauma uh, in terms uh, with racialized uh, individuals, Black people in particular. So if you guys could tell us a little bit about that piece and tell us a little bit more about how you guys are able to help us in creating a better you through uh, your services. So, um, you know, as you mentioned, it has been quite a difficult year. Um, and we know that during times of hardship, such as pandemics, wars, um, economic downturns, that these are the times when there are huge uh, societal changes that happen. And so despite the fact that we have been witness to a lot of racialized trauma in the news, um, This gives us an opportunity now when all eyes are watching, because the pandemic did at least allow for that, for the world to be still enough to see the things that we always see um, and give us a chance to really dive in and try to pivot basically how the world has been operating. So what our hope is when we talk about um, racialized trauma 
it's around the trauma that black and racialized people experience day to day just through living. So you get up, you leave your house, you go to the grocery store, you experience something. You turn on the news, you see something, you experience it. You get pulled over by the police uh, for a minor traffic stop, you experience it. It is a different uh, perpetual, it's not post-traumatic stress, it is complex traumatic stress because it, it doesn't end. It is repetitive and it is just a part of the DNA of being a person of color and navigating the world and the systems of the world that are built around white supremacy. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we navigate those systems safely? How do we um, empower ourselves and give ourselves voice in those kind of systems that are not built for us, those spaces that are not necessarily for us? So this is a lot of the work that we want to do with companies and with individuals. Wow. I, I like that. Uh, what was the term you used? Complex? Complex. um traumatic stress disorder. So we've all heard of PTSD and that is, you know, you've experienced a traumatic event yep. and, um, and after the mm-hmm. traumatic event, you relive these things. You're hypervigilant. You are, you know, sometimes there's nightmares. There's all sorts of things related to the trauma, but the trauma has already occurred. So this is an after effect of it with racialized trauma. It's complex because it doesn't end. If we can compare it to maybe someone living in an abusive situation where um, the abuse, they don't see a way out of it because they're in the home, they're with that person, they don't see an escape. It's very much the same thing. We're constantly re-traumatized racially um, in all forms. Like I said, whether we're driving, whether we're going into a store, whether we're watching the news, we constantly have these experiences of trauma. So we never get a chance to actually heal from it right? It's perpetual. Mm, That is so interesting. You know what? I've never heard that term and I actually understand that a little better. I appreciate that. Um, You know what? It's like, so what about somebody who's gone through, I wouldn't say generational trauma, but parental trauma. Like let's take the issues that are happening with Kirk Franklin and his son, you know, uh, the family trauma that's happening. A lot of people are like saying, you know what? He's 33 years old. He needs to grow up. He needs to get over something like that. I will tell you right now, especially being of Caribbean descent, that there were a lot of individuals who are that age and older who have gone through a lot of trauma with their parents and are living that today. And what's worse is a lot of them are living alone right now. And with the pandemic happening, it's like magnified a billion fold. So they went through this trauma as a kid, reliving it as an adult. Maybe it seeps over into their relationships. What can we do to, I wouldn't say get over it, or but more, more so cope? Yeah, cope. Yeah, and break cope with cycle. it. I don't. I don't necessarily know if you can break necessarily the cycle itself, but more like change your thought towards it, because what your parents did is sort of something that's kind of ingrained in you. I noticed a lot of times, a lot of the bad habits that I thought that my mother had and did 
towards myself or my siblings or my father did, I noticed the older that I got, I kind of took that mantle a little bit. I didn't do it as severe, but I noticed that I did that in a different way. So I don't know necessarily if I'm breaking that or more so just more aware of it. Um, but how does somebody like myself or, and, and right now I'm going to speak for uh, the black males that are out there. How does somebody like myself or, or, or a black male deal with something like that? Like what is your company? What is Kale able to do for somebody like me? I'm a, you know what? I'm going to direct that to Sasha. Like, you know, what, what can you guys do? For somebody like me. First, I think it's, you know, you have to be ready and willing to talk about some of these things, right? There are, the, generational trauma is a real thing. And and so somebody yeah. like you or black men need to be willing to talk about the, those things, talk about yeah. the things that we went through. And I think there's, you know, there is a stigma in the black community. We don't want to talk about those things. We want to kind of either get over it, move on. Um, but in order to get over something, you need to at least acknowledge that it happened, that it exists um, before you can just move on from it. So I think, you know, first step, first step is coming to us and, and talking through some of those things, right? Acknowledging that they happened and then also acknowledging that your, your again, generational trauma is a real thing. Your parents have been traumatized. Your grandparents have been traumatized. It goes all the way back from before they stole us from Africa. Like it, we have all been traumatized and it does get passed down. Um, and breaking the cycle is a hard thing, but the first part to it, I think is acknowledging that we have been traumatized and we need to work through it. If, if I could add add to that as well, Sash, because I think you're, you've mm. you've described that perfectly, is we also have to understand that, you know, oftentimes we want to change people, right? We want our parents to be different. We want our grandparents to be different, and we have to come to an understanding. We, you know, right. we don't have the capacity to change right. anybody. We have the capacity to change ourselves, and by default, when you change yourself, people have to change how they deal with you right? If you are not behaving in the same uh, box mm -hmm. that they are used to you behaving in and you have different boundaries and you have different standards, they have to shift how they, they interact with you. And there's a bit of a learning curve, of course, and conflict usually occurs during that time. But having those boundaries mm -hmm. and really making a clear definition of what it is that you want for yourself um, allows forces the people around you to change. And if they're not willing to change, those people tend to fall off. And sometimes we have to be okay to let things go that need to go. Right. Um, yeah. We don't have to, okay. you know, somebody being yep. family does not require them to be in our lives. Right. We've all heard the terms. I love you, but I don't like you. We don't have to have in our circle anyone who disrupts our peace. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I said this, I said this on last week's show. You know, I, I tell people all the time that family is not necessarily blood. You know, um, it's right. I, I, I tell people a lot of times that I have family that aren't related to me. And and I have, mm. and, mm. and the ones that are related to me that I'm not close to are just relatives. You know, and... and yes, right. yes. And, and uh, it's hard for a lot of people to differentiate uh, between the two. 
And that's what causes a lot of trauma also. Because we're taking on so many things that we really don't need to. Um, but creating a better you is something that <laughs> everybody goes through um, as of midnight, January 1st. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> we, we, we go through this process every year where we have New Year's resolutions creating a better me, a better you, right? <laughs> we we always do that, right? And we always end up doing the same blasted thing that we should not be doing. It's so repetitive. It's sickening at a point, right? And the thing that's so yeah. funny, what's so funny about it is we recognize it in others before we recognize it in ourselves, you know? Yes. So th- yeah. that in itself is crazy, but creating a better you there's sort of like a blueprint. So what is the blueprint of Kale to help us to kind of direct us in the path that we should go? Like, give me a few steps that you would do with a client right now that came to you and said, you know what? I'm struggling. I am really, that's a really struggling. What can you guys do to help? Because right now there's a lot of listeners out there that are saying that I'm struggling. I need help. I don't know where to get it. I'm afraid to go out and get it. And now that they're listening to this and they know that there's a, a company like you two ladies that are loving and caring who look like us, who have actually been through a lot of the stuff that we've been, they're going to actually approach you guys. But how do they feel secure in knowing that you'll be able to at least direct them? I, I don't think anybody believes right away that you'll be able to help them right away but they're looking for a little guidance and help. So what's like a step, like the first step that you would do if somebody not necessarily walks through the door or sends y'all an email or a text, what's like the first step that you guys would go through? So the first thing we would do, we're going to send them an assessment form because, you know, nobody knows you like, you know, you. So the assessment form is going to have questions on there. If it's a couple, it'll be about your relationship, um, about individual traits If you're doing family work, same thing about the dynamics of the family. If you're an individual, it'll talk about some things that are specific. We want to be all encompassing. So it is a holistic way of looking about somebody's health. So when we think of, um, I want to make a change, I want to feel better, we've got to look at everything. Are you a drinker? Are you a smoker? Um, Are you getting enough sleep? Are you employed? Are there financial issues that that you're worrying about? Um, You know, is there racial trauma that's happening? Has there been abuse? There's a lot of questions where we're going to delve into a number of parts of your life so that we can put this all together. You know, the experience of a Black able-bodied heterosexual man is going to be very different from a, you know, um, a South Asian, uh, female, right? So, so we're really looking at what is it that makes you uniquely you and what are those intersections that we need to focus on? Once we give you that, that assessment, you're going to fill that out. You're going to send it back to us. 
We'll set up that first appointment. And in that first appointment, these are the things we're going to talk about. So we're going to say, okay, what you're really looking at is the conversation piece, which obviously everybody knows about. But when you're done, you're going to have a homework piece. So we're going to give you things at the end of that, that you take out into real world as a form of practice. And you're going to practice these things in the real world, see if they work for you. They might work, they might not work. And if they don't, you come back, we tweak them. But the point is we want to see what changes can you make and what different habits can you start to adapt that's going to change um, the trajectory of your, your moods or whatever goal it is that you have set for yourself. So there's always a homework piece. You come back, we assess it, figure out if it worked, we measure it, and we go back out the next session and you have something else to do. So the whole way is is almost a hand-holding of Let's try these things and see if they work and um, break down the barriers that aren't working or create habits that are going to help to improve, um, improve yourself, improve your life, improve, you know, all the goals that you have. Okay. Be- okay. Yeah, that's, that's actually pretty good. I, I got a question. Uh, um, we're actually in an age where uh, religion plays a huge factor in therapy for us, right? Um, a lot of people have found religion, uh, from the pandemic <laughs> because at that point in time, they would go crazy. Right. Um, there's been a lot of online services, um, and stuff like that. What differentiates you, uh, to let's just say a pastor, you know, a lot of people, Christians, would be like, you know what, how about you just take it to Jesus or take it to the Lord instead? You don't really need to talk to a quote-unquote therapist, psychologist, psychologist, you know, psychiatrist. So what what would you tell somebody like that that has received um, advice to not go to you? Like what are the benefits of utilizing Kale to, as, as opposed to saying a prayer or taking it to a pastor slash priest. You know what? I would, I can, I would I can say start. you can I'm, do both. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. Sorry. I was on the same thing. Yeah. I going to say the same thing. I know, right? <laughs> go go ahead and finish. Go ahead and finish your thought. No, I was just going to say I would never stop anybody from saying a prayer, going to a pastor. Never would I stop that. But I think you can do both, right? Um, we are... We are I believe in God, you know, God is there. I say my prayers, but as we're walking through every day, he's, he's there, but the person next to me or is, is the one affecting me right now. And I'm going to need someone to be able to, t- to talk me through this. Right. We, we, you know, a lot of people would be mad at me for saying this, but we don't always hear God's voice or, or God's help in the moment. Right. Um, that takes time before that happens for some people. So in the moment, there is some, some, a place like Kali where we can help you get through that, but I would never stop anybody from taking their, you know, problems or their issues to God. Never. I I think it, it goes back to, sorry, I was, I was going to say, I think it goes back to, to what we were talking about in terms of, um, 
of holistic services, right? So your religious beliefs are a part of you and we want to be able to incorporate all of that in your treatment. You know, if somebody fell and broke their leg, um, you know, they might call out Jesus, right? And they might still want to reach church on Sunday morning, but you would still also go to a doctor because the doctor is trained to be able to help you with very particular things, right? And it's the same thing here that, you know, we right. um, acknowledge and celebrate all the things, all of the, of the supports and, um, and real, you know, things that you can use, things that you can utilize in order to help yourself, right? It's not a one or the other type situation. All of the things that are supports, let's pull all those things together so that things are easier on an individual. So basically what you guys do is kind of, um, open our eyes to what's already around us, but allow us to see it in a holistic uh, way that'll help us out in the end. Since we already have those things there, we just got to learn how to use them. Is that what you guys are trying to say? Like, is that how we would approach this? I think what part of what we do is we want to draw from the, the things that you have around you. So if we know that church is something that adds a support, um, then we want to incorporate that. If um, I might say to you, King, if you got a flat tire, who would you go to? Right. Those people mm-hmm. are the supports that you look to when you want when you need to be elevated, when you need to be boosted up in some way. And so, you know, are you, for example, Matt, do you have any interest? Do you like to paint? Do you like to dance? Like we're going to use all of those things and say in those moments where you're stressed, can you pull upon some of these things that have been strengths for you in order to help you move through? So that's what we mean by the holistic sense. We want to look at the person as a whole and use a lot of the things, as you said, King, that we already have at our disposal to help us work through or get through some of these difficult times. So I, I want to ask um, for both of you, um, with the fact that you guys are two independent uh, Black women that are also young, uh, you are basically giving everybody else advice. You are making sure that the wellness of everybody else is okay. How would you do that for yourself? We understand that the pandemic can be obviously stressing for a lot of people, can be uh, stressful for you guys financially, mentally, emotionally, and also physically. So how do you manage without creating secondhand trauma, not only for your clients or patients, but also for yourself? So I think um, you, you bring, that's an excellent question, Nat, because um, as, as therapists, as workers working with people in, in this field, we do have to um, almost build in the time because sometimes we forget um, we're, we are wanting to help and, and, and help people on their wellness journeys. And, and there are times where we forget about our own. Um, and that's why even when we're, when we're working with individuals, we promote self-care so much. Um, and we have to remember that it's important for ourselves too. Um, cause as, as the topic is creating a better you, um, we can't help anybody if we're not able to help ourselves as well. Right. So, um, I, and I think what's good is that, you know, Les and I work together and, and when other people join, um, we would have that kind of group supervision where we could, you know, talk to each other, 
I heard this today. And you want to, you want to be able to get that stuff off of you before you go into your family life, before you go into your um, home life. Right. So we have each other that we can bounce things off of as well. So I, I want to turn the page and concentrate on you guys for a bit. Um, we've heard a lot about what you guys do, uh, what your company Kale does, but individually, how do you separate what you do from your personal life? There's a lot of times where I know I've done this. I, I take home uh, what my clients as a you know healthcare worker, what my clients have, you know, loaded on me or the way they feel or, you know, um, what happened to them today that may be just heartbreaking. What do you guys do to separate from work and personal life? Sash, do you want to go first? Uh, sure. Um, so I think that it, it has become extra difficult with this pandemic. This pandemic is hard on all of us. Um I know that before, you know, when you're working, when you're working in an office and, and not if you're still, you know, going into work daily, you can do this as well. But I used to use that time driving home, right, to kind of wash everything off, right, whether it be listen to music, decompress, but I would take that drive home to make sure there was separation, that I wasn't taking um, my day, my work into my house. Now we are in a time where a lot of us are working from home and it is very difficult to do that. There isn't a lot of separation because we are, um, you know, like for me, for example, my, my office is, is in my bedroom, right? So there isn't a lot of separation. So I have to intentionally make that separation, whether it be when I shut down from work um, whether to be go, you know, sit on the balcony, whatever it is, but you have to actually create that separation. So it's not spilling over, right? There has to be, there has to be a boundary. So again, Natalie, uh, like amazing question in terms of, um, of being able to separate uh, the heavy things sometimes that you bear when you listen to your clients and your own life. Um, I think for me, it's, it's a little bit different. It is a, partially trying to kind of separate the two, but I actually, um, it's actually important to me to really connect and empathize with my clients in a way that, um, for me makes me feel like authentic and true to the work. So, um, you know, obviously all of us have had traumas and things that have happened to us. And so I know when I meet with a client, it's really important for me to do a bit of self-disclosure um, so they do understand where I'm coming from and who I am and, and what some of my perspectives are, because I am still an individual that comes into tr into the treatment with somebody with my own set of ideas and biases and that sort of thing. And so I want to be open with people so that they also understand where I'm coming from. And I think building that connection uh, with the clients that I have actually helps me that when, you know, we log off or, or, you know, we're done with the session that I can feel like I actually made an impact for them. And even if they've kind of told me a lot of heavy things, if I feel like I've left that session, leaving an impact behind, I don't leave feeling heavy, right? I feel like I have done the work that I'm supposed to do. And that actually is something that, um, that's beneficial. That makes me leave feeling really good about the work that I'm choosing to do. Um, 
And then much like Sasha said, in terms of just being able to disconnect at times, it really is like, you know, figuring out those things that are important to me and focusing on those things when work is done. Right. And I'm able to do that, I think, after um, a lot of years of experience. So while I appreciate very, very much your comment about how young, um, well, Sasha's younger, how young we are, um, you know, I've had I've had 20 years of experience doing this. So it, it has been something that I've learned along the way. Right. And, um, and there's no, there's no, there's no replacing experience and just being able to figure out what has worked for you over the years. Look, sis, black don't crack. Right. So (laughs) that is true. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) So, (laughs) so as like, you know, again, I, I just want you guys, you know, everybody that's listening to understand that these two women have, you know, has, Brother Silky has said, this is a grassroots company. And I want to know, how can people trust that you guys are the right woman to come to? Because, look, I'm going to be completely honest. When I thought about getting help or, you know, doing therapy, I was like, no, I'm not going to sit in front of two strangers and like, or one stranger and, and just talk about my personal life and stuff like that. So I had to, you know, go through tribes and tribulations to find the person that is right for me. So what makes you a good therapist? What makes you somebody where I can feel comfortable enough to share my burdens and, you know, let you know that I'm mentally in, you know, like a prison cell? Because most of the time, especially for women with kids, we go through so much postpartum depression. We go through so much, you know, uh, changes with our bodies, with our relationships, with our minds and everything. And we're basically no longer sharing, you know, a life with just friends and family. We're sharing our life with a small child. This is, you know, that child is our responsibility now. So I know, I think, Les, you, you have a child, right? I do. Yeah. Yeah. So for, as a therapist, what can I do to trust you being that I'm a mother? And then, Sash, we're going to jump into it because there's a lot of young single women or women out there that put a timestamp on their life and say that by this time I have to have a baby, by this time I have to be married. What is your advice to women out there that, you know, put so much pressure on themselves when it comes to things like that? You know, it's, it's funny, Nat. As you're talking, there's a lot of like shaking of heads from Sasha and myself because, uh, you know, as Black women, there it, there is um, a universal understanding. Just like, you know, it reminds me of like when Black men say, I walk down the street, you see another Black man you do the head nod, right? You just, you, it, you know, there's something. And it's a heads up. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's really very much the same, same thing here. Um, obviously we are not all the same. We're not, you know, one homogenic group. I, you know, I, I don't, um, I'm not saying that, but I am saying that there are certain sensibilities, um, that we bring to the table that are very similar and certain perspectives that we can bring to the table and that we can also challenge each other with in healthier ways. Um, If I'm truly honest, if I'm sitting across from someone and they look like me and they're challenging me, I am probably more open to hearing their perspective because I feel like they have some insight into myself culturally, my background, just kind of, you know, the nuances. And, um, 
And that doesn't mean that someone cannot work with another person, right? There are also skill sets that you bring to the table as a therapist that allow you to be able to work with people of all kinds. And, and, you know, I often said when I was working in the agency that I'm expected to know how to work with everybody, but a lot of people were allowed to not have to work with black people or other racialized people because they just didn't know. Right. And, um, and that's not a good, that's not good enough. That's not an excuse. And so, you know, from, I was yeah. listening to you talk about, you know, your child and, and you're talking about postpartum. And while myself, I didn't have postpartum, I, you know, had a horrible medical experience um, with my second child who ended up yeah. passing away. And based on what I believe was substandard yeah. medical care um, because of the, per, you know, because of the color of my skin. And so I, you know, I want to yeah. be able to, self-disclose to people. I want them to understand that I am not here gathering information while guarding myself, that this is an exchange and that the hope and the point of it is to build an alliance um, with your therapist. So as you said, that there's trust and there's understanding and, um, and you're able to to process it properly. Now you're not always going to mesh with the person that you that you might pick, and sometimes you have to shop around for therapists, right? And that's okay. Um, but yeah, absolutely. you know, yeah, yeah. But it's really really important to, at the end of the day, whoever it is you decide to sit down with, that you feel like you know what I have a connection with this person. I have a level of trust, um, and and I believe in their treatment modality. Like I believe in in how they're trying to get me to a better place. Perfect. I, I agree with everything um, Les said. Uh, for me, myself, I always go into th- therapy um, and I, I tend not to call it treatment. I, I, I tend to prefer to say therapy or, um, but I go into it not pretending that I'm the expert. I go into it that we're on this journey together. You, nobody, I don't, I can't tell you how to, you know, I can't tell you who you are. You know who you are. I am just here to help you on this journey because we all need help, right? Yeah. Um, so I never go into it that I'm the expert and I have all the answers and I always let my clients know that yeah. right up front. Um, there are going to be times as well that that we may need to lean on somebody else, right? Like if I'm dealing with a male, there may be things that I don't under, that I that I haven't experienced, right? And so I'm going to let my my client know that I haven't experienced this. So I will go to people who have or to experts who have. Obviously there's confidentiality, but I will I I will also use other resources, right? So we can go on this so I can help you on this journey, right? I am not the expert. I'm not going to give you all the answers. We're doing this together. So that's who I am as a therapist. Yeah. And I I wanted to know as the black community we're I'm just going to put this out there. Um, the black community has a, a big issue with uh, the idea that therapy is for the weak. And especially mm-hmm. for black men seeking help, they believe that they can battle all of this by themselves. And they believe that, you know, mm, if they decide to go um, and, and seek therapy, uh, it shows that they're a weak man and, you know, they, they put the, again, they put so much stress and pressure on themselves. Is there anything that you guys can say for our community to let them know that it's okay? Don't, you know, 
put this whole box of an idea on yourself as black people and, and think that therapy is only for um, the unstable or for the weak or, it, you know, just for people that are in help. Sometimes it's even good to have a companion to speak to that is not, you know, going to judge you or put that, you know, cast of shadow on you. So what can we do to tell the black community that it is okay it's okay to just breathe and you know put your burdens on somebody else for at least 20 minutes and let it out how can we do that i think sometimes we have to remind um ourselves that we are um the most uh pressurized and um right now we're in such a critical state um, and we have, because of this, learned to operate in survival mode. Survival mode is not living, right? It's not living. We, that having that state of hypervigilance, um, you know, having that protective guard up all the time, as we all know, it is exhausting and it physically will cause us harm. And so I think that we really have to start to undo some of the unhealthy things that we have been taught, as King was talking about earlier in terms of uh, generational trauma. We have to start to undo some of these unhealthy things and we need to look at what serves us. So, you know, is being the strong alpha male that takes everything on serving you, right? Or are you exhausted? Are you angry? Are you, um, you know, your relationship failing? If all of these things are happening, then it's not serving you and you need to let go of things that no longer serve you. And it's hard for us sometimes to, to shift and do things differently, but it's imperative. You know, um, people survive when they are able to think ahead and when they are able to say, you know, predict what's going to happen. So when we start to see, you know, ourselves going down a certain path, don't wait till you get there, right? Shift and pivot before you get there, do something differently. And maybe that means just even giving um, 20 minutes, half an hour to somebody to lay your burdens on, to have a conversation with, and you may be positively yep. surprised and have that reinforced that it's something that might just work for yep. you. Everybody doesn't have to know you're going to therapy. That's your business, right? So, you know, it, it's yep. not a matter. Yeah, Absolutely. it's not a matter of somebody else thinking you're weak. You have to do what you need to do for yourself. And good and answer. Very good I think answer. Nat, you 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 made a comment in your question about you know black people, especially black men, needing to feel strong. And I think to myself, in that needing to feel strong, we're take we're chipping away at ourselves, right? Without knowing, we're actually yeah. becoming weak in that needing to feel strong. And if, like Leslie said, if it means taking you know, 20 minutes, even if it's an hour and talking to someone and laying the, your burdens down, I guarantee you when you leave, you're going to feel stronger. And isn't oh, that absolutely. who we are? Isn't that who we want to be? If you want to live up to absolutely. that standard, then do what you need to do to feel, to feel stronger. That's a good you know answer. what I mean? Yeah. Um, the, the, the beauty of what we're doing here is we're forging relationships and partnerships 
and I appreciate you ladies for coming on. We're definitely, uh, we definitely have to do a part two of this. Um, and we will definitely do a part two in a couple of weeks. Uh, but before we go, here's, here's some challenges that we have. And I want you guys to think about this, right? And help our listeners to understand the steps that they would have to go through, through something like this. 2020 started off with a bang, right? Uh, we have COVID-19. Uh, at that point in time, we go into something that we have never experienced before, where we literally are forced to incarcerate. The biggest fear of any black man or woman is incarceration. Yeah. And we were literally forced to do that. And I'm not saying that this was forced from the government like this big um, conspiracy theory that everybody was saying that, you know, that it's a pandemic and all of that. I understand that COVID is real and it's happened. Um, but we have been incarcerated. Mentally, they did not give us any help to prepare us for our incarceration. You know, times, you know, a lot of people, they go through the court system, right? They have numerous court dates. They go through. Then there's the sentencing. The sentencing then tells them how long they got, right? So they got time to prepare. We never went through the courts. We never had time to get that sentencing. We were just sentenced. We, we are now incarcerated. A lot of people have lost jobs. A lot of people are forced to work in jobs that feel like they're incarcerated because they can't leave. A lot of people prior to the pandemic were planning to leave their job. Now, because of the pandemic, they definitely cannot because they can't look for something new. Right. One, the biggest factor is healthcare. Right. They're, the company's healthcare is what they need. Um, for medicine and, and, and all the rest of that. Okay, so we're now incarcerated. Mentally, we're at a space where we just cannot get by. We don't know what to do. We have been topsy-turvy in terms of what the government has allowed us to do. They open the doors for a little bit, then they shut the door right away, Right. Then we have a lot of conspiracy theorists out there that are telling us that this is a pandemic. People don't believe the hype, don't believe what is happening out there. But yet our people are dying at a expeditious rate. What does somebody who has experienced World War III type of trauma what, what, ad, I can't say advice. What could you possibly tell somebody who feels at this point in time that they actually have nothing? They don't see themselves going anywhere. They are literally in a black hole of depression, sadness, and despair. Um, especially in Ontario. There's no signs of it letting up with a third wave. Yet, 
we're trying to tell people, come to therapy. <laughs> we'll guide you. <laughs> we'll help you get better. A lot of people are doing this. There must be mud, right? They're kissing their teeth. Let's be real. And I want you ladies to be extremely candid, open, honest with your response to somebody who is feeling literally at the brink of hell. There is no way that they can see out of this. What is something that is comforting, something that you could guide them to at least acknowledging that there could be light at the end of the, at the tunnel? What is something that you could say to them to help them during this time? We want to create a better you, but first we got to get better. I feel like that is such a powerful question. I'm sitting here thinking like, how the hell would I answer it if I was in their shoes? Like, that's so like, I get, since we started this podcast, I get people daily, you know, coming to me for therapy and I'm no therapist. All right. By, by no, including yeah, me. By, 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 <laughs> by no means necessary. Am I a therapist? I am, uh, I am a expert in my life and yeah. what I've lived and how I'm living it. I am not an expert in somebody else's life and how they live it. You guys. I, I think you, you need to understand too, that you are a grounded person <laughs> and I'm sure they're going to possibly somewhat try to say the same thing, but grounded individuals versus someone like me. <laughs> Here, here's the thing that, that, that I recognize and I know everybody has now realized people are only grounded exterior wise interior <laughs> behind closed doors <laughs> is a different story, but, <laughs> we <in shambles. laughs> but but back to what I was saying though, back to what I was saying, ladies, back to what I was saying. Kale is so important to this community. Kale is so important to um, melanated sisters and, and, and bronze brothers right um what is something that you guys can do say uh show us to let us know that you know what help is on the way better times are coming stand tall don't stand still but understand that something's gonna happen like comfort li the listeners right now are listening and and a lot of people use this show for therapy they do. You know, I think I, as you were saying, to be really honest, I think sometimes as a people, we are um, programmed and we almost enjoy coming with the negative before anything yes. else. Right. It's it, it's very easy for us to knock down what somebody's doing, what the world is doing, how something's going on. It you know, and, and the thing is what happens literally with our like physically happens is when we have negative thoughts, those um, neural neurons create pathways in our head that when something happens, we go down an automatic thought path. And we have, I think something like 7,000 negative thoughts a day, right? Most of which we are not even conscious of. And so when you are, 
having when when your neurons have been kind of like programmed to go negative, go negative, when you're having 7,000 negative thoughts a day, and when you're in a community where that's almost rewarded, the negative, negative, negative self-talk all the time, negative talk about other people, you've now created really for yourself a, a, a hole because your thoughts are directly linked to your feelings and your feelings are directly linked to your behavior. So if you are thinking negatively, you're going to feel badly. And if you feel badly, you are going to act badly, right? There is no way around that. That is is just the way it's going to happen. And so like any other muscle, you have to retrain your mind to, to think positively, which may feel very disingenuous or fake or odd when you're doing it in the beginning until that practice becomes something that is normalized for you. So, you know, there are a million things in the world right now that are going wrong. Absolutely. There's no denying that, but there are also a million things in the world right now that are going right. And if people take the time to stop and to think and to acknowledge them and to be grateful for things that are sometimes very small to recognize some of these things, those positive conversations, those things that you notice are going to start to chip away at the negative mood, which then improves um, every all other outlooks. It's going to improve how you think about the world. So, you know, um, I'll give an example. I hope Sasha doesn't mind. This afternoon when she said, you know, we've got to, we've, we've got to do a little bit of recording. And I was like, um, she was like, oh, you know, I'm so busy and it's a lot to do. And my comment to her was, yeah, but now maybe we get to have a chance to talk about this, right? This one part that, that we weren't able to talk about before. And so, you know, there's, and there was an acknowledgement by her, but like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, we have to start to look towards some of these positive things. Um, because in, you know, in doing so, that that's where we find the small joys. That's where we're able to see life from Absolutely. a different vantage point. And you see life differently, you do things differently, right? It it just is part and parcel. Yeah, that's 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 powerful. That that's that's what we yeah, that's what we need right now. Uh, you know, creating a better you is all about uh, a change of mind, a change of position, a change of of um, a change of who you are and what you see. You know, creating a better you is like it is that dream come true. You know, a lot of us have that dream. And, and 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 that dream is bells, whistles, tinker bells, and all of that, right? And and we think that it's unattainable. And a lot of us believe that dreams are things like unicorns and magical horses and and castles and stuff like that. But the reality is, a lot of people's dreams are just to be sane and to have peace. That's so funny because that's my thing. I like to describe myself as unicorn sunshine and rainbows. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just like, you know, just like Silk said, I want to always think positive and I want that dream to remain the that way. You know, I never want to go into a situation with a bad mood or a bad vibe because it just casts that on everybody else. And then what? That's what is right. the outcome of it all? Um, so... 
I, I, you know, I'm glad that you said, Leslie, like everything that you said, because I think a lot of people have that idea that, you know, I'm upset. So everybody has to be upset. Yeah. You know, it's a bad day for me. So everybody else has to be in a bad day. And it's so hard for them to come out of that mood. And when you push that energy on somebody else, it becomes like, okay, now everybody around you is in that mood. What's next? So I think as we're talking, creating a better you though, Nat, you make such a good point is that we all have to, we all also have to take responsibility for ourselves. Right. So when somebody, when somebody comes into your space that is, you know, negative and trying to bring you down or whatever, you now have to make the decision in, I don't want this in my space. So whether it's leaving where you are, whether it's getting off the phone with who you are, are talking to, you know, not, you have to also now take responsibility for it. Because as Leslie said, we as a community do take on, you know, other people's negative negativity. And then it just ends up, you know, think about it in your family. One person comes home and they're negative and, and it just becomes a bad night for everybody. Right. Yeah. But we now have to think about ourselves and, and it is hard for us as black people because we are not, usually individualistic right but I think it's a time that we need to start thinking about how do we take care of ourselves and if it means telling that negative you know sister brother friend whoever yeah don't bring that around me right now then you need to do it yeah it's 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 interesting perspectives that we have um based off of our genders right you know men and women we do think differently but yet there's so much that we think alike on yeah. Right. So so it's really important that we have these discussions. And ladies, we appreciate y'all. Definitely we're gonna do this again. There's yeah. gonna be a part two. And I would love if every month y'all come on once a month and we just kinda I'm not gonna say shoot the shit, but kinda uh no, but kinda talk about what kinda talk about what's happening. It's always good to <laughs> bounce shoot the information shit. <laughs> off of one another because you know the more eyes that that there are is the more things that you yeah. see right uh the more ears that you have is the easier it is to listen to something um so one yeah. thing before y'all go okay we're gonna do a word game all right we're gonna do a word game and a word game is creating a better you okay Um, What I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you to give me a word that will help the listeners become a better you. So you're going to state the word and you're going to give a reasoning behind that word, why and how that would benefit somebody to be a better you. We got that pretty good, right? Easy. All right, cool. Uh, Let's start off with my co-host, Nat. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Easy. Uh, Nat, Nat, give me a word creating a better you that we need to hear faith okay and why faith um in everything that you do you must remain calm and have faith nothing happens overnight uh nothing is easy but having a positive outlook on everything by having faith will change the direction of the negative mindset that you have. You know, um, I always have this thing about myself where 
I panic and I get stressed out so easily because I automatically go into a negative mindset and I lose my faith. And I feel like if I continue to have faith in certain things, my mindset changes, my aura changes, the way I push myself and, you know, do things changes just because of that little faith that I have. So to create a better you, mm-hmm. I say have faith because that is the only way I feel your outcome can change in so many ways that leads to positivity. I like that. I like that. Okay. Uh, Sasha, what about you? One word. Uh, I'm going to go with free. So I think uh, in these times we need to free ourselves from all the expectations that people put on us, that we put on ourselves. Um, just, just free ourselves from that, rid ourselves from that, live in the moment um, and be free. Mm, I like that. What about you, Leslie? I'm going to go with uh, revolution and uh or revolutionary so i think that we need to we have an opportunity that we can seize right now um of making some very radical changes in the world um in society and Mm -hmm. in ourselves and i think it takes radical thinking to um shed old habits and embody new more positive ones I think it takes uh, a revolutionary spirit to be able to say no, to be able to rest and be still and and think that you deserve that. I think it takes a revolutionary spirit to be able to uh, move forward, even though it might be scary and challenging and um you know, understanding that having a history of resilience as we do is not enough, that we have to move forward. We cannot take our foot off the pedal if we want to see real change. Mm, that's powerful. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, let's see, here. family. I, I, I think creating a better you means creating a new family. And the reason why I say that is because when you create a new you to get over the past trauma, to get over uh, the past stress, the past hurt and everything else, you have to let go of what once was. Right. You know, and that means that the individuals who were once in your life can no longer be associated with your new life. And that's creating a new family. And again, the family is not blood per se, but it's those closest around you that will help you. The one thing that we don't do as black people that is acknowledge the fact that we are family and that we need to help one another. So by creating the family, you're creating a group of individuals who will help you to strive and you will help them to strive to be a better you. Um, ladies, this wordplay was brought to you by Order and Chaos Clothing. <laughs> so, uh, people, uh, I'm gonna need you to go out there, uh, www.recognizetheorder.com, uh, visit them on IG Order and Chaos Clothing. Uh, ladies from Kale, Kale, uh, is oh, where's it from again? Swahili? Is it Zulu? Yep, it's, it's Zulu. Zulu. Zulu for well. Zulu for well. 
And that is something that we really need is to be well. We, we desire it. We need it. Sometimes we don't even think about that. We really need it, but we really do. Um, and if we look at it uh, from a different way, it's the well of life, the well of well-being, the well of knowledge. We got to dip into that. So we got to dip into the ladies of Kale. We appreciate y'all. People, y'all need to get at them. Uh, Leslie, what is your website again? It's www.kale.com. K-A-H-L-E-T-C-S dot com. And Sasha, what is your IG? So it's Kale, K-A-H-L-E dot T-C-S. So now, ladies and gentlemen, y'all got all the information. You have no excuse but to reach out to them. Hit the sisters up. Let them see what they can do to help you out through life. Uh, we got We got family. We got we got love. We, we we got a bunch of things here. So we appreciate y'all ladies. Be well, Kale. <laughs> and we're we going to have y'all on in a couple of weeks. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Sounds good. Sounds thank you good. for having thank us. You. Thank All you. Right, take care. Well, that was super fun, man. Yeah. So, Nat, listen, man. Uh, you know, in all seriousness, uh, we're dealing with uh, mental uh, issues there, people dealing with therapy. I think they need a little therapy right now, and I think the therapy is called Silky Social Vibes with Nati G. Nati G. So, Nat, what's happening in the social media world? What's happening? What's happening? Okay, first of all, <clears throat> I think my eardrums just busted. Like, it's crazy. Anyway. Um, I know, that was super <laughs> loud. That was super loud. I know. All right, hold on. Let's 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 do that again. Hold on. I got oh oh, oh 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 I got this real sexy part. Hold on, hold on a second. Hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. That ain't a sexy beat at all. <laughs> You're gonna come in real smooth, like that's 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 fat Albert. That's fat Albert. See, you too you too young for that. Hold on. <laughs> Could you like, uh, hold on. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Here we go. Silky socials with Natty G. It's the vibe. Y'all. Okay. All right. So this looks like it's going to be a hot boy summer, not a hot girl summer. Okay. There's been so many breakups in the last year. <laughs> like everybody is like, I thought this year was going to bring everybody together, but unfortunately it's not. So, first of all, if y'all don't know the Migos, do you, I, I hope you know the Migos. You have to know the Migos. They're the uh, ones that sing, hey, you're fired. That's not how it goes. We know the Migos. Even I know who the Migos are. Yeah. I, you never know. I just, they're the ones that. Nope, you're fired. Nope, you're fired. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> okay, so Quavo or Quavo or whatever his name is, Quavo, because you know your girl can't pronounce Shiznai, right? right? And Sawiti, they're no longer an item. Oh. But well, here, here come, this becomes a hot boy summer because yeah. this man went to 
you know, he sent repos to get his car back that he bought her. So I read about this. Actually, this this is one of the few <laughs> things I actually saw. So I was checking it out because, you know, people were like cussing this guy, saying he's cheap and all of that. So I went back and I was checking out like what the deal was. So what happened is he leased the car and the car is in his name. So, so he bought her a lease. Okay. He got her a lease car? Yeah, most people do that. They lease cars. You don't want to with with um with uh with expensive cars, you definitely want to lease because who wants to put that much money into something that depreciates? The value of it depreciates, right? So if you lease it, you can write it off. It's a business expense. Oh, okay, okay. So, so what happened is he leased the car and because it was in his name, he he uh made a deal with the company to buy out his lease. And they took the the car back. They repoed it. It's the company who repoed the car, not not re, uh, not a uh, Quavo. And it makes ah. sense. And it makes sense because it, if something was in my name and we're no longer together, why am I going to trust that you'll be able to take care of it when we're not there? You could go on a rant or a race. Okay, okay, okay. But you got it for I and I Jarastafari. Yeah, but hear what though? Hear what though? What 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 happened is he said that she put his business out on the streets. So by her doing that, she broke his trust. Not to say that the man was trustworthy already because he apparently cheated on her, but because she broke his trust, there's no way for him to believe that she would be able to take care of that car. And I, and, and I'm with him with that on that part. I'm with him. So that's why they repoed the car. Let me so see if I, I can repo something back. Damn, you're I gotta see if I can repost No, nah, I hear you. No, he's smart about that. Like, <laughs> no, yeah, I, that makes sense. Now that you're explaining it, it makes complete yeah. sense. Yeah, a lot of people out there. I thought it there, was really funny. I know. I, I see a lot of girls out there, you know, saying that the man is cheap and he can't afford nothing. I was like, nah, he wrote that off. It's a business expense. It's a lease. Ninety nine Birkin bags that he. Oh my god! Ninety nine percent of these guys that have these vehicles lease them. They don't purchase them outright. Like that that's a given. That's Ooh. how these that's, that's how these companies make money anyway. They don't make money off of the finance. They didn't make it off of the lease. Leasing, right? yeah. That makes yeah. Sense. Yeah. All right. So. Second news of the day. Derek Jackson. Okay. This has been blowing up on the internet all freaking day and yesterday. If y'all don't know who Derek Jackson is, Derek Jackson is this um married man that's been coming on um instagram and youtube and giving these women advice it's almost like another kevin and so he's all about unionship and stuff but guess what this man has been cheating on his wife the entire time the entire time this man was cheating on his wife and so Tonight, he's supposed to be, tonight, today is, what is today? Today is Sunday. So when you guys listen, this is, today is March 21st. Again, this is pre-recorded. So he is going on Instagram to talk about his whole situation. Wait, wait, what's his, what's his IG? It's, I think it's Derek Jackson, like his actual name. Oh, okay. I'm going to follow because I want to see this. Anyways. I want to see this too because this is, this tea is too piping hot for it, me here's the thing I, i'm not i'm not a big fan of Derek jackson and the reason why i'm not a big fan of Derek jackson 
Just like I'm not a big fan of anybody who is of the same gender as I am, but belittling our gender. It doesn't make any sense. And this is what people in high school used to do. What they used to do is the guys, when they're trying to get with the girls, is they go over to the girls, whisper in the ear and be like, yo, that guy's no good. He's, he's garbage. Don't even worry about him. He's trash. You know what? I'll treat you better. So that's what this guy was doing. He was going around telling women that these men are trash. This is how you should be treated. I'll treat you this way. And I was thinking to myself the whole time that this dude, something ain't right about this guy. Like something just does not add up. Like he's. He was the dude that he was talking about. Yeah, he's he's juvenile. He was juvenile in, in the way that he was coming about things. And so I'm not saying that I'm happy about what transpired because I never wish ill on anybody. But with yeah. with that said, homeboy should have just shut his mouth. He he should have just shut his mouth. If he knew he was doing wrong, and we all know the more celebrity you become is the more people will seek to destroy your name. Because that's, yep. that's how it is. So he should have just shut up. I don't feel bad yep, for the book. Because brother. he wrote he actually wrote a book. It's called Healing. The book is called uh what is it? Healing Together Without Hurting Each Other. And I just I don't know if I want to take this man serious or not because I mean the the same things that you keep talking or you keep you know preaching to women about the men are trash is the same type of man you're actually being. So how is condescending this, behavior all around. How's this guy making any money? I went on his website. It says that his, his book healed together is four dollars and ninety seven cents. <laughs> and he, then, he makes money off of YouTube. And then nine other books that he has, you could get all nine of them for fourteen dollars and ninety seven cents. He makes money off of YouTube. Apparently YouTube is paying out people like crazy. Oh man, yeah. Well you know, we're about to get on YouTube ourselves, people. We're about to get <laughs> on it. Ah, for sure. Uh, okay, so what else we got going on? What's the vibe on social media? What else we got? Earth, Wind, and Fire versus the Isley Brothers. Woo-wee. All right, people. So this is my thing. This, these two right here, Earth, Wind, and Fire versus the Isley, <laughs> versus, versus the Isley Brothers. Woo. Yeah, my hey. mom is like stupid excited about this one. I know this. We were actually we've been listening to them all weekend, which is funny. I'm gonna tell so you. I'm we're tell, pretty excited. I'm gonna tell y'all right now what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna get an oxtail dinner, a glass of wine. I'm gonna light. Uh, I'm gonna light some candles. Actually, no, I'm not gonna light no candles. No, not gonna do that. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not gonna do that. Burn my whole damn house down. No, not gonna do that. Um, I'm gonna turn the lights down low. I'm turning the lights down low. Um, this is oh, this is gonna be so phenomenal. So if anybody's wondering, this is April fourth, so it's actually on Easter Sunday. So this is a perfect time when you're with your family. Just be careful, obviously, with this whole COVID situation. But this is the time. This is the perfect time. Oh my God, it's gonna be a soulful Easter. That's what. That's all I know. For sure, uh, all you Christians, y'all gonna have to miss church that day. Don't know what to tell you. <laughs> You, you, For oh, sure. you better hope there's no Easter Sunday uh, uh, um, service, uh, but whatever. Yeah, and before I forget, one that I'm actually looking forward to, 420, Red Man versus Method Man. Why? How high? Wait, wait, My wait. favorite of all time, bro. Like, I'm so wait, excited about this, too. They're doing a versus? Yeah, they're doing a versus on uh, 420. Oh, I it's didn't... called How High. Oh, I didn't know that one. Oh, yeah, yeah that's going to be a banger. 
I don't smoke, but uh, I smoke cigars, so I'll smoke a cigar while listening. Um, that's good. Uh, actually, tomorrow I'm gonna smoke a cigar because <laughs> I haven't smoked one in a while. Okay, what else is happening in the social media vibes? Um, honestly, I'm just looking here. Sierra is looking like a baddie as usual. Can we just? I just okay. Sierra is just. I always thought Sierra was pretty in the face. Like I always thought that her body looked a little mannish when she was younger. That's what I thought anyway. Um, I never thought Sierra was like sexy to me. I, I just I thought she was really really pretty. Um, but now that yeah. she, but now that she kind of filled she's... out with that baby weight, yeah, yeah. Russell Wilson did she's... a good job. He did a great job. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And then we have the most funny one, which is I I mean it's not funny, but people are calling for Oprah to uh interview Britney Spears. What? Why? They're saying free Britney because she's been obviously in a situation with her father and she can't speak her mind and she just can't beat her. Um so What's the situation? Well, She's been so Britney Spears was actually um, diagnosed with being bipolar. However, her father is is the one that's been in charge of her music, her career and everything like that. With that being said, she's not allowed to put out certain things. She hasn't been able to produce her music. She's mentally she's she's just a different woman, the different Britney from what we've known. And so people are asking for Oprah to free Britney and let her speak her truth and um a lot of people apparently are for it. Yeah, I don't know. I man, when it like I, again, you know, funny enough the show that we're talking about um, when it when is, when it comes, yeah, and that's why I put yeah, this in there for today. When it comes to uh, the the mental awareness of somebody, I can't really comment because maybe her father is dealing with things that we just don't know. You know, there's only so there's only so much that yeah. we as the public can see as to what's happening in in their home. Yep. So you know, we'll, we'll we'll say a prayer for them, make sure that everything's good. I don't know about that free Britney thing yeah. with Oprah though. I don't I, I, I think because Megan did it, people are like, yo, Oprah, Oprah's a saint. Yeah, I do was, Oprah I was like, now. Yeah. Wasn't Oprah on cancel culture just the other day? But you know, whatever. This whole cancer culture shit can go to hell. But yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it was good. It was good. All right. So um yeah, this was a good show. This was yeah, a good it was show. definitely a good show. I'm so looking forward to have those uh ladies come back. Um, next show though. Dun, 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 yes. Dun. Yeah. Yeah. So I am having uh my friend Aaron, Aaron Kerr. Um, he's actually a relationship coach. Ooh, okay. And I've asked him to join our podcast because when we started our podcast, we started this as um basically a lot of single people asking us questions about what they should and what shouldn't do and dating and, you know, giving us right. all their, you know, comments about the, the dating life and stuff. And so I thought it would be pretty interesting um, to hear what he had to say, especially being married. What is what is the difference with being married and being single? So I'm excited for that. Uh, that show. And, and, he's, and he's a professional. So, yes, exactly. Yeah. All right. Okay, I'm down for that next week. And then the week after that, 
Uh, people, get ready. Jamaica, are you ready? Boom! We got the actor, we got the comedian, we got the host, Triple X. So excited. We'll be in the building. So Jamaica 876, stand up. Uh, we are about to rock this out. You know what I mean? And then the week after that, we're going to bring back the ladies of Calais. Yep. And we're going uh, we're going to wrap up part two. So we got we got some lovely shows, some lively yeah. shows happening the next couple of weeks. We getting there. We getting there. We getting there. So we appreciate exciting. y'all. Hey, people, listen, man. Y'all got to uh, send this out to everybody that you know. We we in Russia now, people. We in Russia. Yeah. So I'm gonna learn some Russian next week. Um, <laughs> and uh, if you got, if you have a personal business out there that you believe would benefit the Black community or anybody that's listening, please feel free to contact us on instagram our instagram is talk silky to me so it's t-a-l-k-s-i-l-k-y-t-o-m-e and uh send us yeah. a message we're all open we're open ears nothing is off limits hit, on this hit, on this podcast yeah hit us up if you want to advertise on the show man uh speaking of advertisers uh this show is brought to you by order and chaos clothing o-r-d-e-r a N D K H A O S C L O T H I N G on I G or recognize the order uh, dot com. You know what's an urban brand uh specializing in empowered um clothing. So if you guys are out there and you guys want to support a black owned business, honestly and truly order and chaos is the clothing way to go. Yeah. Um Again, this is an amazing show. I guess we got to end it. It's been long. Uh, we've been at this. It's so. been a long time. Come. Yeah. What we're not going to do is that. I'll tell you that. No, we're not. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're we not. We, we we just not going to say. It's, it's been a long time. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> like... Yes. So what we'll do is, I guess, we got to end with the silky thought of the day right oh yeah sorry <sighs> okay so uh brother silky 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 thought of the day 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 all right um <laughs> uh in all seriousness people listen man uh i want to thank the ladies of kale uh sasha and leslie uh it, it it is beautiful when we can recognize our faults it is beautiful when we acknowledge our strengths. It is also beautiful to know that together we are stronger than we are apart. My people, all I ask from you on this day is to look at yourselves and understand that there are others that look just like you. They may not physically look just like you, but they resemble and go through the same things that you do which means you're not alone in this world. There are times that we take and we say to ourselves, man, how are we going to get out of what we're in? Sometimes we dig a hole so deep that we cannot see an opening. Sometimes the tunnels are so dark, we never see the light at the end of it. But I promise you today, people, that if you look long and hard, there is an opening, there is light. There is positivity at the end of any 
trial and tribulation that you're going through. There's help. Companies like Kale, um, I encourage you right now to take a look at. I encourage you again to continue to support us as we support you. Anything that you need, Talk Silky to me is here for you. So I beg of you to love. I beg of you to trust. I beg of you to be open to everything that is out there. You are never alone. When two or more are gathered, this is what the Bible says, but in real life, together, we are stronger. So I'm asking you right now to take a minute and be still and know that you're not alone. This is Talk Silky to me. Nancy G, Brother Silky, we out.